0: So is there just no no toilet paper anywhere anymore? Because we're completely out at our house, and Emily was like, oh, yeah, I, I went by to get some on the way home. Um, no, nah, it ain't there. No more chief. It just don't exist anymore. Yeah, I heard that there's, uh you know, there's a shortage, because apparently when there's uh, a big old nasty virus out there, people go for toilet paper first. Step one. Well, that's the thing. When it snows... Bread, bread. When there's a world, when there's a world-threatening virus, toilet paper. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Hold on. I don't know if Blake is okay. doing. We're a- good. We're
1: okay. good. We're <laughs> good.
0: Okay, we're good. We're good. You just scared the living shit out of me. I was like, is someone breaking into his home right now? Is did a dog get loose? What's happening? Oh, I just had to make sure we had toilet paper. Jesus Christ. I'm stealing my fam like my parents from the <laughs> office. I'm just straight up stealing the toilet paper from over here. We are set for a while, because uh, Michael went to Sam's Club not too long ago before all this went over, so we are up. And we're on that good shit, too. We're on that good shit. Yeah, heart rate, 100 beats per minute, thanks to the fucking anxiety you just (laughs) put me through of you just yeeting your- Even in chat, Gaster's like, you booked it, Christ- I take toilet paper very seriously, y'all. Is <laughs> if you didn't already know that. <laughs> Why ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time. It's time. It's time for a load. And I'm talking about a load, a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best dead men of all time. And I'm talking about he, the B, and the L-A-K-E, that's Blake Tanner. Oh, God, why? What happened? Oh, it's the S, Scotty Moore, why, Scotty? Well, you you made a mistake. You made a very bad mistake about an hour ago, and that mistake- Actually, no, you made a bad mistake two days ago, and you're still paying for it. I'm- Oh, God, we made a lot of mistakes here. So we- we got a chance to hang out, which was really nice. Well, we teased it on last week's episode, so everyone went home was just like, Ah, fuck, we gotta deal with that next week. Yeah, and you do. Oh, you very much do. So it's like it was going to be just a chill night in. Like, we weren't going to go anywhere or do anything, and we didn't. I was going to say, we didn't. Fun fact, uh, there there are numerous uh, universes where that day happened, and almost all of them, I did not come to your house because I had to deal with bullshit around my house all day. I was supposed to leave at 3, then it got pushed back to 6, and I wasn't going to go because Emily and me had an argument earlier in that day, and I was like, I need to stick around here and then Blake just goes I bought steak and what was bad is we had gotten into an argument and she was just like well I mean you didn't even tell me you and Blake were hanging out and you were... and you know when you're in an argument and you just kind of explode back I was in that moment I said you know what fine I'm just not going to go hang out with Blake that's fine that's what's going to happen I'm just going to hang out I'm going to be here and it was one of those moments that I said it and was immediately like oh no no Oh, oopsie poopsies! And so then she took the kids to the park. I'm mean, happy I added to the park because then it was like because then she took the kids and left. Took the kids and left. That's that's exactly how I expected this all to end. Well, and then I was alone in the house, and I did the thing that I'm sure you did as a child, which is cleaned your room so your parents would let you do things, except it was with my wife. So I cleaned the whole house, so when she came home, I was like, Honey, Blake bought steak. Is it okay if I go see Blake? It's okay, baby. Yay! So that's how I ended up at your house, with steak. Now, was this before or after I sent you the secondary message that said, I'm getting two Bloomin' Onions? I think this was before the Blooming Onions moment, but it was still a big, big moment for me. (laughs) I was like, I gotta get these steaks. That's gonna be good and healthy. I was like, steak is healthy, so I'll still be on my diet. And then about the exact same moment, you went, I'm going to Outback and getting bloomin' onions. And the best way to describe the bloomin' onions by the time I had gotten there is almost akin to soggy cereal in the bottom of the bowl. It was still good. They were still bloomin' onions, but they were not fresh or crisp. No, the crisp goes away really fast on a bloomin' onion, and I was trying to like if you'd left at your original time, they would have been perfect. Yeah. But we had a we had that little snafu going on, so it's like, it's fine. A little soggy, stilled all that oniony goodness. And so we just kind of went we were a little bad. I was. I made sure not to be as bad as I could have been, because I could have destroyed that Blooming Onion. But I chose not to. I chose to be a very, very good boy, other than how much whiskey I did drink, which I'm fairly sure were five drams, to prepare, though, because this is a Southern mythology episode, so I had to prepare by drinking some whiskey. Well, that was like you got here at 7, and I don't think you yeah. left until 1 a.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, I straight up, we just started watching the old Hercules animated series and giggling at how terribly animated it is. It's so fucking the, the, good. The word animated and the animated series is, like, very hastily put on there. They're like, I don't know if we should say this. We watched a lot of old Disney animated shows that night. Well, specifically, Timon and Pumbaa and Hercules. Yeah, 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 yeah. We watched the end of Timon and Pumbaa, and it was actually, like, terrifying. It, it did give me an existential crisis. The episode of Timon and Pumbaa that consists of them falling to their death and then canonically dying because they have a piano dropped on them <laughs> and then just credits? Yep, that was it. They, they never got back up, man. Also, I do really enjoy this. In chat, before the show, we asked to chat... What energy do we give off? Like, do we give off big McElroy energy? What kind of, like, people do we give off the energy of? And Gaster says, I just figured out something. Blake is Gonzo and Scotty is Raoul Duke with whiskey instead of drugs, but with the charisma of Rhett and Link. So we're fear and loathing and good mythical mourning. That's who we are. That's us. <laughs> fear and mourning. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So then we prepped for Disney by watching a lot of videos of a girl gorging herself to death at Disney, and they were very good. I'm fairly sure Blake developed a crush on her, and it was very adorable to watch. You shut up. I drank more than you. (laughs) And then we ended the night, (laughs) as all great drinking nights do, by watching a man... (laughs) Cook bacon 30 different ways for 30 minutes. Why do we watch his videos? Because it's just a great way to pass 30, like 30 minutes of time. is just watching a meal from Bon Appetit just destroy bacon. There was a moment where he, like, used a crimping iron to try to cook <laughs> bacon and it got me in a bad way. And then, well, what's bad is that is not the most drunk I've got this weekend, because I sobered up pretty quickly at your house. The most drunk I got was last night, and our patrons on Patreon will get to hear the episode of You Paid for This where we you watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, and I on an empty stomach down three glasses of whiskey, and I was fine, kind of. I did spend an hour on eBay looking up old Ninja Turtles toys. Then I went to the house and uh, my friend GURP was there and GURP gave me a few hit of his special stuff. And then I woke up and I apparently tried to fry cake. I made cake batter. No, I don't get ahead of me now. I, I made cake. <laughs> I made cake batter. Put it in. We don't have big. Because I wanted to try to do like a funnel cake. So I put it in. I'm trying to make a (laughs) fucking asshole. (laughs) You wanted funnel cake so bad that night. No, this is the following night, but I was like, I could try to make funnel cake. So I take this small amount of oil we have left in our kitchen, use bit of it to make the cake mix, and then the rest fills up the pan. Not enough to fry anything. Not enough to deep... This ain't even a shallow fry. Fuck a deep fry. And so... You know, a funnel cake you have to put in a piping bag. We don't have normal-sized Ziploc bags. All we have are the tiny ones that you can pack kids' snacks in for when they go to school. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So imagine me, drunk, (laughs) off my ass, and high... Just fucking trying to load up this thing, and I finally did, and then I couldn't find scissors to snip the end, so now I've got a dull butter knife, and I'm trying to slice off the end of it. I thought you were just gonna say, so I bit it. (laughs) Well, no, 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 because that would have caused it to pop before it actually ended up popping, which is what happened next. Keep in mind, though, tiny ass bag, so I didn't have much control. I've got a little bit of it coming up the funnel, and then I just hear, and I look over, my hand just has cake batter running down the edge of it. I make a funnel cake, I fry it, and then I eat Two little bites of it, and then I say, absolutely not. I'm good. I'm gonna move on. I'm just not gonna deal with this anymore. You know what? The best laid plans of mice and men... (laughs) I just can't even fuck it. Was there this much whiskey when you lent this to me? No, you appear to have gone through quite a bit of that, my bud. Okay, good, 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 good. Half of that was Ninja Turtles. I got the other half in a glass right now. Oh! It's weird, because most... I drank a lot of this whiskey, and I just am not feeling it. I had a lot of reviews online telling me the same thing coming. You still do owe me a bottle of whiskey, though, but you needed it, because we are, of course, doing... Oh, by the way, end of that story, I made a pancake, burnt it, and then ate half of that, and then I fell asleep, and I woke up feeling like I was going to die. Woke up feeling like literal human death. Oh, also, the uh, the long story short of my side of the story is I bought two Bloomin' Onions, Scotty ate maybe a quarter of one, and I have consumed the rest <laughs> tonight. So if at some point you just see Blake's eyes widen. As he shoots up and runs away, we'll know why. It's the total and absolute destruction of Blake Tanner here on live live on Twitch TV. I have never... Okay, I'm going to get a little blue, but... Oh, God. I just... I I was peeing earlier. Okay. And then I just was hit by the smell <laughs> of onion. Oh, and i like... Where did that onion come from? Oh no, it's in me. It's in your bloodstream. It's gone through everything. You go to a doctor, man. My god. But- oh, no, it's like it's like fucking holes. I've eaten the onions so I don't get corona. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fucking school teacher like struggling to rebuild her school after some shit. And then in the doorway, you just see Blake Tanner with a plate of blooming onions. I can help with that. (laughs) As you walk in and feed her blooming onions romantically. Now, his phrase is, I can fix that. Oh, I can, that's what it was. I I should know because, man, I fucking love Dulé Hill. I'm just throwing that one out there. I forgot that's Dulé Hill, too. That's the best part about it. God, I haven't haven't seen Holes in so long. Anyways, it is a Southern Mythology episode, which we did make a trailer for Southern Mythology and tweeted it out to a bunch of whiskey companies and a bunch of people associated with whiskey. The only person to get back to us is former WWE NXT Tag Team Champion Aiden English, who was like, hey... I could probably help. And I was like, oh, fuck. Actually, no, he was in, he was in the doorway of our school, and he tipped his head and he said, I could fix that. I'm, I'm actually, I'm really into that. Yeah, I'm down with Aiden I'm, English. I, we got to get Aiden on this show to drink whiskey with us and possibly get us free WrestleMania tickets. I don't but, think that'll happen, but it's fine. So what do we do? I also, by the way, I felt really good about that trailer. Oh, it's a very good trailer. I'm very happy about it. Uh, It's gonna be in the rotation from now on. But this is our special episode where we made up an excuse to drink whiskey while doing what we normally do. And essentially we are creating a book. We are creating an anthology of stories all inspired... Buy some of our favorite whiskeys, or just whiskey we had laying around, which I feel like (laughs) this week's episode is very much just whiskey we had laying around, because I gave you yours. You gave- I, I didn't even have it laying around, you just left it here, like, you were leaving, and I could see you, like, looking down at it, and, like, doing the mental, like, arithmetic of- do I want to carry all of these bottles back to my car? Well, no, or... it, wasn't, it wasn't just that. It was like, I knew you didn't have the money for a new bottle. So I was like, let's give him this one that I don't like that much. Those steaks were expensive. You do still owe me a bottle of whiskey, though. So I'm going to give you this. It's now a bar. It's a- now that I don't have a job. I have to barter for my whiskey at this point, which is I'm just going to give you this. Now you have to buy me some. But that also means you have to come see my play. Ah, fuck your dumb lame plays, you fucking! What are you a theater? Shit. What are you, you? What did you get a fucking degree in theater or some shit? I got a degree. Now I do it for free. Yeah, right. Now, what I've brought to the table this week, Blake, is a storied whiskey, and it is a donation from one of our listeners at home. My dad. <laughs> uh, f- and he literally last night he was in Canada right now but before he left he Wait made, what? He's in Canada. It's a deportation issue. Don't worry about it. But he came I to- knew he was a Canadian. Canadian. He brought me this bottle and he goes, "Hey son, when's your next Southern Mythology episode?" "Oh, that's tomorrow, dad. You got to have this." You gotta sip on this, this shit right here. This is, I'm gonna leave it right here for you, son. You better, and I was like, okay. And it is Clyde May's original Alabama style whiskey. Do oh. you know what Alabama style whiskey is? Please tell me, like, I want to hear this. Well, you remember how Tennessee whiskey can't be called Tennessee whiskey unless it's filtered through charcoal? yeah. Alabama style ain't bullshit, it's something this company fucking made up, but it is when you, they source their whiskeys from Kentucky, I believe, a lot of people think it's Heaven Hill, which is the company that makes Evan Williams and Elijah Craig, they think they source from them. Then age it a little bit longer, and they put cinnamon sticks and apples in there with it. They just shove some cinnamon and apples inside these barrels, and that's why it's Alabama style. so nothing about that is Alabama, okay, sorry. what do you mean? you don't think Alabama has cinnamon apples I' j- honestly, the way you would do Alabama whiskey is if you did just make a whiskey, maybe a Kentucky or a Tennessee style. And then you aged it, instead of apples and cinnamon, you put muscadines in it. Oh, I thought you were gonna be like, and then you put it in your glass, and then you use your glass to fucking spit your dip in. Yeah, and then you just <laughs> get that dip in. I, honestly, if you did just, like, sprinkle in a little bit of dip, it would be Alabama whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, I thought Dad had left me a little bit more than this. <laughs> I, have, I have a sip, a sip of this whiskey. So you're going to have to get everything from it. Yeah. Oh, oh, Scotty, would you like to taste it first before you? I read some of these reviews of Clyde May's straight bourbon whiskey? Well, hold on. This is not the straight bourbon oh, whiskey. This is the Alabama style whiskey. There is a difference. Because, well, at the end of the oh, day, boy. the straight bourbon whiskey is sourced. So this is not even theirs. But I have learned some things tonight about old Clyde May. Number one, and this is why I really brought it to the show. Clyde May is whiskey. What I'm about to sample... Is the official state spirit of Alabama. Only like 21 states have official beverages. 19 of them are milk. (laughs) And then we decided, (laughs) Alabama, we're just gonna fucking fuck it up on some whiskey, baby. And this is why, this is what I love about what I like to call the hypocrisy of Alabama. Which has a ton of dry counties, or the counties that don't sell on Sundays till after 12. But that also just drinks themselves to oblivion. Well, no, fun fact, I can't remember who the, uh, not the senator, whatever the leader of Alabama is called. You know, the leader of a state. The governor? The governor was straight up like, fuck no, we're not about to vote this thing in as the official drink of Alabama, that's bullshit and then it got overturned. It got overturned so fucking quickly, they vetoed his veto. I have to know when this happened, because this must have been when what's-his-fucking-face was governor. Also, secondary fun fact about this beverage, uh, after it was named the State Spirit, It became a little bit more popular and they had, they struggled getting it out to certain states, especially states that are state controlled, which means an ABC board runs it. Or something like the ABC board here, if you know what the ABC is in Alabama. But, fun fact, Blake, Alabama is state controlled, meaning the state beverage of Alabama could not be purchased in Alabama fucking so no that's alabama that's fucking alabama in a nutshell there is a reason scotty that people make so much fun of this state and this is why so tell me about this fucking whiskey well uh clyde may was a bootlegger he was a moonshiner he was also in world war ii he earned a purple heart and some other shit that i've already forgot I, I, I knew you would have been wrong, but I would have loved it. You said, well, Clyde May had a girlfriend named Vonnie, yeah. but he uh, came back home and he decided to start making his own liquor. And I believe one of his quotes with something I'm paraphrasing, but something similar to it's better to do things right than to do things legally. And that's some fucking baller ass. That is a baller ass quote from this man. I, I agree with that so much. And then 1971. Keep that last quote in mind. He did get arrested for moonshining. <laughs> Served, I believe, nine months in prison. Came back out, and according to the Clyde May's story, but you know every whiskey story has a little bit of bullshittery to it. They were like the day he got out, he set up a new still. And I'm like, um, okay. car. And then ni- 1991, he passes away. His son wants to carry on his legacy. So he moves to Kentucky and starts making whiskey there. Then the company bounces around to, like, Florida and New York. And last I've heard, they were trying to set up a distillery in Troy, Alabama, but nothing's come of it. Meaning that the official state fucking distilled liquor of Alabama has never been made in alabama it is sourced in kentucky it's aged fucking in florida for some reason alabama has nothing to do with this other than one man 50 years ago who fucking spilled a basket of apples and some moonshine are you sure this isn't your grandfather you're talking about oh bud i got an ancestry.com account like a couple weeks ago and i still have my free trial to use everything you know I worked so fucking hard to find some connection between me and Clyde May. I tried so hard. Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing there. He, he wouldn't have run into any uh any tanners in his time, did he? <laughs> no, he was a he was a South Alabama. He was one of those fuckers, the South Alabamians. Okay, that's fine. We we don't come from South Alabama. I trace my roots back to of all things Chicago and the UK. Okay, yeah, no, that tracks with the kind of human being you are. I've, uh, fun fact, Southern, all the way back to before the Revolutionary War. I've always been here. I've never escaped. I need to pull up an Ancestry and just go back, because I know a ton about my dad's side of the family. My mom's side, nothing. Anyway, tell us about Clyde May's Alabama Whiskey. Um, I'm get well... Apple and cinnamon. <laughs> if you want some flavor notes, apple and cinnamon. Okay. Imagine, like, they took apple, instead of, like, you know, with a whiskey, they kind of make a beer and distill it, and someone's, some are, like, wines and they distill it. Imagine they just distilled apple cider. That's all I'm getting here. This does give me an idea, though. Uh, well, go on, please. Oh, it's just, like, because Clyde May, he bounced around a lot, as you could tell, And he did it with apples and cinnamon. Well, no. So maybe Clyde May is the Johnny Appleseed of whiskey. Well, see, here's the problem. He didn't bounce around. If he did, he probably wouldn't have got arrested for fucking shining in Alabama. He was purely in Alabama. But I do like this Johnny Apple whiskey situation. But I have we not already done something akin to this? Wasn't our story on Buffalo? Not Buffalo Trace. Um, The Bell Mead one. That one was very Johnny Apple whiskey almost. Are you asking me like I remember the shit we do on this show? <laughs> <laughs> like, this, we do this once a month. That's the hardest thing for me in the world. This is our... This is our third episode? There's a little bit of blueberry in there. Yeah, there is. I'm trying to do more, like, tasting notes. Because now that we've put it out into the world that we're doing this, I want to act like we know a lot about good whiskey. Which it, I just... It's nothing, it's not even, I feel like if it had a little bit more of a high percentage, cause that allows more flavors to really come through, it might be good, but this is absolute bullshit garbage, I do not like this, I'm sorry, Blake, I've been so excited all day to talk about this good whiskey with it's great Alabama story that's based in New York City, but fucking, it's just not that good. Do you want me to read some uh, reviews? I I like this one, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. Solid sipper for the price point. Clyde May, Alabama-style whiskey. Nose, alcohol, citrus, molasses, honey, leather, sweet corn. Corn forward, brown sugar, leather apple. Like honey crisp, sweet, not at all tart. Cinnamon, small spicy (laughs) bite. Cinnamon! (laughs) cinnamon roll and oak finish second taste heavier corn adds leather after brown sugar small spicy bite becomes fused with cinnamon for red hots okay that's a lot there's a lot of that red hot cinnamon on the finish I usually don't get a lot on the finish of a, of a whiskey cause I'm not like trained well enough at that point yet no nah, it feels like I just ate like you know when the red hots finally start to fade that's yeah. exactly what my mouth is like that now. Okay. We've gotta come up with a story because we've come up we've done so much about Clyde May and his dumb bullshit. I really like the idea of like Clyde May Okay, so we know a little bit about his story, so if we've made like a higher I guess higher fantasy version of him, like he's I, like, I, I wanna think that he like goes on this famous moonshining crime spree in Alabama. Well, that's good. Can I propose my counterpoint? Mm -hmm. Oh, there's some random apple there for some reason. Okay. This finish is going longer than I thought. Um, I like this idea because I read a website and it was someone straight up, like, disproving a majority of the story (laughs) about Clyde May. Disproving a lot of it. Um, Mostly after his death. So a lot of what happened, because apparently his son got into some legal trouble and now there's nothing involving the main name making this shit anymore oh so i like this idea because they say he died in 1991 and to preserve his father's legacy he moved to kentucky to keep the family business going and he goes i don't exactly understand how doing something legally is preserving the name of a moonshiner I really like this idea of what if he, this wasn't what he wanted at all. What if this is the story of a man who just wanted to make moonshine well enough to feed his family and then his son, like, firstly, we can't, he can't be dead. He's got to be alive so you can see his reactions as everyone around him is trying to get him to, like, franchise out and make it a big name. It is the story of a man struggling against a world that is telling him to sell out at every corner. Now, hold on. Yep. Why can't he not be dead? Because I love- (laughs) It's a ghost! It's a ghost story! I think you know what my fucking jazz is for doing Southern mythology, and it's ghosts. It's ghosts every fucking time, but no, this one I want, because- We also are trying to keep it pre-1900s with our stories here. I really love this idea of, like, this pre-1900s version of fame, which is, did you hear the Clyde Maycotts coming into town? (laughs) It is Alabama, though, which is pre-1900s until 1989. Yeah. Well, I mean, I... Once again, we're not telling the story of Clyde May here because we don't want to get fucking sued. We are telling an adjacent story of perhaps what Clyde May, something he may relate to, which is a bunch of people trying to make money off of his fucking name when he didn't want that. Okay, okay, so we could be doing that. Uh, We could be uh, like a, a good old thieving story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, so like someone steals his secret recipe or some shit or Yeah, yeah, someone takes like his idea and they start doing it legally in places they could actually do it legally. So A, they take it away from home. Yeah, And B like they're they're away from Alabama. They take it they take away the spirit of Alabama. So they take away all the all of that inherent racism gone. Apparently I did read by the way that the, where they source from they send Alabama water to to help make this and it does taste faintly of racism so I guess they that is accurate that it came from there I do like this idea though because I almost like Clyde May sitting back home always making this whiskey and I don't want to pull the bullshit of it was love that made it taste so good But I do like that the son has to be the one that steals the recipe, runs off like, I've got the Krabby Patty secret formula. And then he goes to Kentucky and makes it. And like, he just comes back one day back to his dad and he's just defeated. And the dad's just in a rocking chair sipping on some of his good, good apple whiskey. And he's like, well, son, did you learn anything? And it's like, he's gone through so much. You see the rise and fall of an empire over the course of this story abridged and then by the end of it he just comes back home and sits next to his dad and just pulls out a glass of whiskey and is like alright dad you are right let's do this and then they start making whiskey like the old school way I love that I also want like I really need it to backfire on him in a strange way which is like so the inherent racism in the Alabama water he starts bringing it up north we can't we can't include inherent Alabama racism in the water as a plot point. It's there, though. Are you getting it? Also, do you get a finish of uh, a slight finish of homophobia? I feel like that would be there. God, these fucking gays. Oh shit! It's yeah. Oh my god! Holy shit! What was that? Yep, there it is. I it's knew so it. Weird. You <laughs> didn't the- say the F word, though, so it's fine. Oh, no, 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 there was definitely a mental roulette in my head going, can't say that one, can't say that one, can't say that one, don't say that one, can't say that one. (laughs) Alright, so, the son, the son takes the recipe, and he tries to, he tries to recreate it. But he does it away from his father's influence, so it's inherently, like, it's off, there's something bad about it. I, well, I don't even think it needs to be bad. I think it still needs to be roughly the same. But then that can be kind of like a little thing he adds in at the end, which is like, I'll tell you what, Dad, I, I made it for years. I, a lot of people call me the best. I won best distiller in, in the entire country a couple years back, but it never seemed to be as good as you yours. And it never will be, boy. And then he just takes another sip, and then they just quietly sit. It has a very, like... Not cathartic, but a very, like, peaceful ending of him coming back to family and realizing that family's what it's all about. But yeah, he steals it and he goes up to... I want to go all the way to New York. I know we're not doing the full Clyde May, but we'll do a full Clyde May and go all the way up to New York. Okay, okay, he takes it... So he is actually successful, but he never finds happiness. He never finds happiness, and it is kind of like a Steve Jobs situation where he's never satisfied with the product he he everyone around him is like this is great and that's his big curse that is the uh, albatross around his neck is the fact of like i know you guys think this is great but he can be so much better and he becomes obsessed with making it so great that he ends up destroying his entire company because of it mm. it ruins his whole life he comes back home sits next to his dad this is one of the ones that I was like, "Shit, we talked so much, we we gotta rush, we gotta rush through this synopsis, and I'll flesh it out later in the book." Well, because also we didn't even talk about what the uh, what's on the label. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the which is just a picture of a dude, which I assume is Clyde May. Fun fact. Every website I went to that reviewed it talked so much shit about the label. Everyone was like, there's so fucking much going on with this label, dude. It's just a bunch of old shit and then 500 different fonts. God, there's a lot, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, no, there's not a lot going on with that old label, Ski. I'm just gonna let you know that right now. There's not a lot to pull from it other than Clyde May himself. Alright, so we just pull Clyde May... We pull his son, Judd May. Uh, was it Keith? I think that was his name was like Keith May or something like that. Real man. Once again, we're not telling the story of Clyde May because we don't want to get sued. We are telling an adjacent story similar to this. Um, okay, if we're going to say that, do we still need to include the apples? Because I feel like that's kind of like the Jesse Pinkman putting uh, chilies and meth situation. It's just like, that doesn't seem like it'd work. And then he takes it out and it's like, oh my god, that is what it was the whole time. It's like, I gotta put the apples back in. I just, it's, it's, it's not the same. Oh shit, what if that's it? What if that's it? What if that's the whole situation? That's the, It still tastes great because same mash bill, same everything. It's just missing a little something at the end. It's the apples. And we never outwardly state throughout the entire thing that he didn't put apples in it. It's just a matter of he forgot this one little bit and if he had paid attention to his dad more instead of just trying to manipulate him, it would have worked out well. I like that. Yeah. I think that's good because everybody's like because he keeps the cinnamon and they're like it tastes like fucking Fireball. I don't know what to <laughs> do with it, man. I, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's great. It'll get you fucked up. Yeah. I was, but What's Fireball? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Fuck but It's you. like Big Red Chewing Gum. Don't know what that is either, Paul. <laughs> well, Blake Tanner, if we're going to afford all of the lawyers that we're going to have to pay to get us out of fucking Clyde May's pocketbooks, we're going to have to go to the shill station. Ding, ding, Jimmy boy. God, I can't, I can only taste cinnamon at this point. It's nothing but cinnamon off this bitch. It's because we kept talking about cinnamon and Big Red Gum. Now that's all I get. So Blakey T. Say you love this show, A Load of B.S., and you just want to support us, you want to make sure Southern mythology comes out great, and you want to make sure that Scotty isn't homeless in six months. Is there some way you can give back, that you can support, and that you can get exclusive content? Patreon.com slash A Load of B.S., where you can support us and all of the shit we do, um, and if you are one of our patrons, if you do become one of the esteemed High Moon Marines by supporting our podcast, it's $5 a month, I think. Um, <laughs> then it's you an get... amount of money. Fuck, it's I don't money. care. You get uh, access to all of our exclusive content. If you're a fan of a load of BS, then you get to listen to the show called You Paid For This, where every month Scotty and I watch either... A shitty movie, or a movie that one of us loves. Ninja Turtles 2, baby! (laughs) And occasionally we get real fucked up when we do it. And end up buying some Shredder merch off of fucking eBay. Yes, you do. So that's, yeah, this month we watched... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use. That Blake Tanner did enjoy, despite that vocal resonation he just did. He really did enjoy it by the end of it. And I hate myself for it, but I can't help who I am. Now I'm getting notes of Smarties. What the fuck? This is some weird shit, dude. Anyways, you get access to that. You get access to Wrestling History X, me also. So many great exclusive shows you can get at patreon.com slash a of BS. And you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like the podcast Associates Anonymous. I recently guested on their show. The episode should be out in the middle of April, I think. It's technically the one-year anniversary of the last time I was on there. So you need to check them out. Then, of course, my mom and dad, Eric Fulmer, they're all donating, and so should you, at patreon.com, such a load of BS. But, Blake, what if they just want to make a small, one-time donation and get something nice, get something toy, get something on their body? Where could they go? Hey, if you like shirts, you could go to merch.alodeofpurebs.com because we've got a lot of shirts. Got a lot of shirts available for all of the podcasts on the BS Network, whether that be a load of BS, whether that be Opposite Attractions, which is the theme park podcast that you do with our friend Jim Murphy, whether it be for Southern Mythology, we have a Southern Mythology shirt. We've got a fucking Southern Mythology shirt. We've got, I think I put a hoodie, maybe, and then most importantly... It's Southern mythology. It's whiskey. There's one thing you need to consume whiskey, Blake Tanner, and what is it? A drinking apparatus! I'm sorry, a cup. That's right. We've got a Southern mythology cup for you to sample all your favorite whiskeys out of. I'm working on figuring out how to get Southern mythology Glen Cairns for people to really get that whiskey out of but that's probably going to be a little bit ways down the road. But yeah, if you want any awesome merch, you can get it at merch.lodepurebs.com. I just put up an awesome shirt for Fight Boys. It's this really cool kind of NES throwback where it's got me, Blake, and our co-host The Dylan as old kind of, like, Street Fighter sprites. It's really awesome, and I love it so much. And if you want it, you can get it at cap. Hi, I'm Scotty Moore, and I love whiskey. Hi, I'm Drunk, and I'm Blake Tanner, love. And we are the BS, and we are creating a book. It is Southern mythology, a collection, an anthology of stories, all inspired by our different favorite whiskeys. Buffalo Trace. Bill Mead Reserve Bourbon. Angel's Envy. There's gonna be, like, 25 stories, so... We need to get to drinking. That's right, Scotty. Every month we have a special episode on our podcast, A Load of BS, where each one of us brings a special whiskey close to our hearts that we really want to taste and share with the world. And then we just make a fucking raunchy story out of it. (laughs) And so... Okay, and they meet at a crossroads, right? It's gonna be like the crossroads of a train track. (laughs) You know what a trace is, right? Um, that's a three in Spanish. Who is the most envious angel of all? We just did a demon one! We can't do Lucifer twice in a row! Yes, we can! And we need your help. Whether you're a whiskey distillery and want to send us, like, a sample of something to get in the book, whether you are a whiskey enthusiast who also happens to be a big name and want to get a story in the book, we need your help. Check out a load of BS And every single month, you can get your update on Southern Mythology. We're bad at commercials. Hey, Blake, you know how they say, like, if you're in a different area code, it don't count if you cheat? That's kind of how I feel right now that my dad is in fucking Canada because I just ripped into his bottle of Eagle Rare, which might be my favorite bourbon of all fucking time. And I really hope dad doesn't listen to this fucking episode, because if so, oopsie poopsies took some eagle rare. Where do you get that from? I mean, liquor stores? You're not helping me, son. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll need to try that out. I love me some bourbon. So, speaking of bourbon... Uh, You're gonna have to just take the rants on this segment, Kemosabi. I'm just gonna, oh my god. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I've got this week, and I'll tell you this is the gift that Scotty gave me, because I didn't have another whiskey other than the number of bottles that the, uh, that the the barrel you gave me has yielded. Yeah, it, that, I didn't want to, that's why I gave it to you, because you do have BS Moon Whiskey, and I'm like... We can't do one based off BS Moon Whiskey because, at the end of the day, I do want people to be able to sip the whiskey we're re- like talking about, and that is a limit, very limited release you've got there of BS Moon Whiskey. It's true; it is a very rare breed, and when it is gone, it is gone. So, I'm going to be talking about a wonderful little thing called Old Forester Statesman. Well, speaking of limited releases, I did read this earlier. That was supposed to be a limited release. That was supposed to be a limited release because it is a... It's it's a fucking, like... It's cash, a movie tie-in, right? Yeah, it's a cash-in. It's full-on. It's a cash-in for the film Kingsman 2, where the Statesmen are the uh, United States version of the Kingsmen, and whereas the Kingsmen like to stay in a uh, a suit shop, they stay in a whiskey distillery... And because of that, Old Forester decided to partner with Kingsman and make the Statesman whiskey. It was supposed to be a limited release, became so popular that now they just constantly put out Statesman. It's one of their, it's part of their line. It's no longer an exclusive release. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay. I can, I can understand that because I have had the equivalent of three shots of this so far while you were doing your Clyde May stuff. And you are having, a, you are just... You are climaxing right now, aren't you? That is your face. He's so fucking good. Like, no, like you don't understand how many whiskeys I've had a beautiful, amazing experience with and then went back later and it wasn't as good? No. (laughs) No, I'm just in a a joyous agony of how good this is. Do do you just want to hold off then? Because I don't feel like I'm going (laughs) to get, like, I'm not going to get anything from this but We could just add one story this month, I guess. No, 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 no. Go on, go on. Keep telling your stories about... <laughs> okay, so, like I said, it was a tie-in with the movie Kingsman 2. They brought it in. Didn't they do some, like, uh, tie-ins with it? They did. Well, it's actually in the film. There's a Statesman bottle, and it says Old Forester on it. And then there was... I can't remember what distillery in Scotland it was, but they also made a scotch that is a Kingsman tie-in. So you've got Statesman and Kingsman. Apparently that scotch wasn't very popular because they don't make that anymore, but Statesman is still around. All right. So, I mean, it's just, it's basically a straight Old Forester, like, logo, other than the fact that it's got Statesman on it. So that makes me think that whatever it is, the Statesman is going to be the important part of whatever tale we tell. I feel like we can't just tell the story of Kingsman 2. I don't think we can come into this and be like, okay, they all spies and they live in England and it's amazing. And Taron Egerton is there. This is Southern mythology, thank you very much. Okay. This is not English mythology. Fuck those Brits. I do, I want to bring up, because I'm trying to once again delve into the history because we made the mistake of telling whiskey nerds that we <laughs> were doing this, so now we have to do whiskey talk. The I found two fun facts about Statesman. One is the fact that they turned a limited release into a kind of constant thing. Two, it is only picked from barrels in the hottest fucking parts of the warehouse, because that allows more movement of the liquid in and out of the wooden staves, and that imparts more power, prominent flavor and more str- more strength to it. Yes, because as anybody, like, if you know a little bit about whiskey, the reason that whiskey has its flavor is because of the temperature change in the barrels that forces the whiskey into the wood itself and then back out when it cools down. So, if it's a hotter temperature, more whiskey goes into the wood. Once it cools down, it comes back out and has more flavor. Mm-hmm. Which I can see with this, because... Yeah, it's it's still the same. And it's very strong, like, very strong cherry. Yeah, so much cherry off of it. Like, it is... And it is sweet cherry, too. Like, it's not very tart. Like, I get, like... It's so fruity when you uh, just, like, take a quick nose of it. And honestly, the cherry is... Right now, it's just really overpowering to get this. I mean, I, I'm just taking it out of a, uh, just a straight tumbler, so. I feel like we need to tell the story. We've got too many stories that have, like, super high stakes or really emotional things. We need, like, an easy story for people to really go through. What Maybe if we tell the story of the statesman who decided to become an old forester. What the f- what is that what does that mean? I, I don't feel, know, we're gonna have to figure it out. We're gonna have to explore this. I feel bad because I want to enjoy this whiskey, which means I've gotta let you take the reins, but now you're trying to make this tree chopping man who likes cherry pies. Ooh, I love that idea. Yeah, he loves cherries. He so he chops down cherry trees. We're just making George Washington at this point. No, and he does tell lies. He he tells you he didn't <laughs> chop that down. No, this is a Marvel what if comic, but it's what if George Washington did tell lies. And it's nothing but George Washington, a child psychopath going across the country and chopping down trees. Now, fuck me, hold on. This could be a story about George Washington. I'm fine with it because he was the original statesman, if you have that. He to was ask the original me. statesman, and. From some of the old mythological stories, he was a forester. Okay, so this is... This is young George Washington before all of, like, before he uh, became part of the British Army, before any of that. Before This is the young man that would become a statesman. Before Big Bang Theory, there was young young Washington. Yes, there's young Wash, as he was Uh, called. Washington. Um, Okay, so... I We've yet to do this. And I know we've kind of delved into the spiritual and the mythological. But also, this is the chapter that, like we've said, that's not a great... It's an alright whiskey. It's not a fantastic whiskey. So we've got to provide the entertainment to the people at home. Can we go down an Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter buck wild situation here? Okay. The old Forester is his name because Foresters, back in the day, they were part of a secret sect of the Freemasons. Okay. That killed wendigos. Ki- Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> Fuck, that's good! Shit! Because I thought we could do like a tie in with one of our own properties, which is BS versus the gods. And instead of doing the statesmen, we do the middlemen, which if you've not read BS versus the gods, the middlemen are essentially a group of individuals trained to keep gods above us, demons below us, and leave earth for the middle. And if a god comes down or a demon scratches their way to the surface, it's their job to stop them. I say George Washington was like one of the first middlemen. And he fucked up Wendigos. Wendigos. I think he fucked up Wendigos and like Wendigos, Skinwalkers, all of that shit. Anything that like we would encounter that was part of Native American lore. Like he was one of the first people that just came and got it. Can we discuss how problematic it is that we are going to have the founder of white America destroying the last piece of Native American mythology in the trees of Washington, D.C.? Exactly. Okay. Although, yeah, we do need. We need to have the climax be Georgie Boy versus the Goat Man. Yes. So he lands. He ends up in Alabama with the fucking Goat Man there. No, I like. I almost like a Batman situation for this, where George Washington from ages thirteen to thirty. Just went away and we don't know what happened. This is what happened during that time is that he was in the forest training and hunting Wendigos with I think Alexander Hamilton's gonna be his peppy best friend. He's gonna be a little bit of his little sasspot. So hangs this with is him. this is a little bit of like if we were to do like Founding Fathers Babies. <laughs> but they hunt Wendigos. Okay. So, it's George Washington and Alexander Hamilton, ages 13, they're best friends, this is alternate reality, and they're out in the forest, and they're having fun, even though they're 13. No, hold on, it's gotta be, it's gotta start out with a trio, because two of the trio fight with each other. And it's going to be Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to be like, it's got to be a trio and then one fucking dies. And now you've got to like, that's their, that's what drives them is to protect the rest of the world. Like they couldn't do for, um, for fucking (laughs) shit. What's his name? Aaron Burr. That's how Aaron Burr actually died was a Wendigo. It's gotta be something like, it's gotta be something very American, like Joseph Freeman. What? Hold on. Aren't Wendigos shapeshifters a little bit? That's, that's skinwalkers. Wendigos are just like the big, scary werewolf type things. Close enough. We're just gonna mash it all into one thing. Alexander Hamilton was not shot by Aaron Burr. Alexander Hamilton was killed by a wendigo that was shaped like Aaron Burr! Aaron Burr was a wendigo the entire time! And they couldn't do anything about it because, A, the revolution, and they had to, like, keep up appearances. Now, hold on. What if... What if this skinwalker that takes Aaron Burr's form... Like, what if they meet him a long time ago and the original Aaron Burr even more of a piece of shit than the real live version, okay? okay? Mm-hmm. And so, like, he tries to strike up a deal with the Skinwalkers to take over the colonies. And, um, he's trying to work with George Washington and Alexander Hamilton. He's part of their trio. They find him out, and they start working with one of the Skinwalkers who is turncoat. okay. And, like, that skinwalker eventually becomes the replacement Aaron Burr. But because skinwalkers, when they take on the form of another person, they eventually take on some of their personality. So he became more like the real Aaron Burr. This is so fucking buckwild. No, okay. What if it is a full-on creepypasta? This is not, like, fuck the Batman idea. This is just something happened. Age 13, George Washington, Alexander Hamilton, and Aaron Burr are in the forest hanging out. And they get attacked by Wendigos. And it's all told from the perspective of George Washington. And George Washington is basically saying, like, it it is a full-on horror story. Absolutely a horror story. One point, um, Aaron Burr disappears, comes back. And then the big reveal at the end is one of the Wendigos gets away. They destroy the rest of them, full on guerrilla tactics. They full on Mel Gibson Patriot. It. They kill everyone they possibly can, but one gets away. And then end of the end of it is George Washington looking outside his window, purveying over, and he's seeing John or um, seeing Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton duel. He sees Alexander Hamilton die and fall to the ground and remain human. At which point he goes Aaron Burr I'm going to need you to come back to my office and then Aaron Burr walks in and is just like how long have you known? Pretty long time One more go one more go, turns into a Wendigo, they leap at each other, and then this is like the one thing in the book we hire an illustrator for. The do. last page is a freeze frame on George Washington with an axe about to fucking yeet it at a Wendigo who's leaping at him. This will have to be alternate reality because Washington did die before that duel, I'm pretty sure. Nah! <laughs> it's- that also, that does take away my idea that like, the Burr went to go. Maybe that's the twist, though, Scotty. Maybe the twist is Aaron Burr was the human. Oh. Alexander sh- Hamilton was the skinwalker. And S- Hamilton, the reason that George Washington dies is because he was essentially bled to death by his doctors. So. The, he was bled to death by Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. I I feel like mine has a bigger button to end on, is the only problem with this. It has to be alternate reality at some point, but I like the button on mine a lot more. And you know we have to talk to Lynn about making Hamilton into a wendigo. I feel like it. my favorite part about this is there are stories we come up with during this where we're like, oh... I bet someone will sit back with a little bit of Buffalo Trace, really enjoy this story. Somebody's going to sit back with that glass of Angel's Envy and oh, just really dig into this story. I cannot wait for the person who's getting through our book and is like, I want to sample each whiskey and read it with it. And they spend years looking for this bottle of Statesman Old Forester Sits down finally like, oh, it's inspired by this spy movie. I bet they'll do, like, spy shit in it. It'll be really cool. And then the first thing they read is, (laughs) like, George Washington stood face-to-face with the Wendigos. I don't know. It's kind of like spy shit. Yeah. (laughs) Wait a minute. I don't... Are Wendigos, like, protectors of the forest somewhat? No, Wendigos are people that have fallen into cannibalism that become horrible monsters. Okay, we've got to put a little bit of a Protector of the Forest vibe on them. We're going to have to find a creature that's like that. I think that what we can do is, like, Wendigos are, like, the thralls of the Skinwalkers. The Skinwalkers are the real, like, the real masterminds behind it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, the Skinwalkers, they're kind of more like trickster spirits- But they also, like... Because they take the form of, like, other people and other animals. Like, skinwalkers can become giant wolves or shit. We've got to come up with a better name than Skinwalker, because that name fucking sucks. But otherwise, I like that. But no, I want them to be the protectors of the forest, because the inciting action is going to be George Washington chopping down one of their cherry trees. Which is a very rare sight. Exactly. And then... Mama, Ma and Pa Washington get taken in the night, he hears a sound, and they, he walks into the- It's it's straight up like one of those creepypasta, like, two-sentence scary stories, where it's just like, I hear my mom crying in the other room, and I go to check on her, and as soon as I touch the doorknob, I hear my mom pull up outside. Yeah. And that's what it is. is it's, now, that could be really good, because as the story goes, which is not true, but it will be for our purposes- you know, Washington said, I cannot tell a lie. I chopped that shit down. It could be like the Skinwalker's revenge is against the parents because they didn't punish him for chopping down the cherry tree. Oh, because he he told the truth. That was the big vibe. Or what if they're already Wendigo when he tells them? And, oh, my God, he has to admit to them. I t- I chopped down your cherry trees and they're they're just like and that's why they're gone. And then it's like oh fuck, runs outside, knocks on his neighbor's M- 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 mama Hamilton. Can Alexander come out to play? And then fucking they go and run into the forest. What if it's what if it's halfway? What if Washington is half skinwalker? What? What if he tells his father? Oh okay, he did it and his father doesn't punish him. And then his mother, who is the skinwalker, who has been trying to, like, who has been trying to make humanity better, has to kill his father because he didn't punish him. We've got a lot of things to think about, I think, at this point, Blake. This is gonna be a big one. This might be my favorite one we've come up with. (laughs) (laughs) George Washington versus the Wendigo. (laughs) Because usually some of them have, like, a similar name. Like, the Angel's Envy one is straight up called, like, Angel's Envy or something like that. Fucking, for your bottle of Old Forester Statesman, we recommend this story. George Washington versus the Wendigos. The Ghost. Uh, I think we can just call it the Statesman. because <laughs> no! yeah, it's, th- it's Yeah, you're right, that's probably trademarked. It's fine. Um, I Cannot Tell a Lie is what it is. It's just called I Cannot Tell a Lie. Yeah, that's good. That's it. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Well, Blakey T, we've done it. I'm crying a little bit because of how good it is and also how good this fucking Eagle Rare is. My God. Oh, so what was awesome this week? I Cannot Tell a Lie. You're right. It was Eagle Rare. Oh, yes. You can eat my fucking ass. That's what was awesome this week. (laughs) Um, Scotty it was blooming onions. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. I'm fu- so fucking good. It's so fucking good. I love like. It is one thing that I know I have to splurge on once in a a blue ass moon, but there is something about that battering. And the frying of an entire fucking onion, which is not something that you think you just eat on its own. And the seasoning. the Because, se- like, there are other restaurants that are like, have you tried the Texas Rose? And it's like, no, no, no. Fuck off. Absolutely fuck off. Whatever the seasons they put into their, like, breading is... Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know what it is. It's something that is endemic to our entire friendship at this point. Oh, yeah. So much so that I like like I said, I was like, Oh, I'm on a diet, so I'll just have my steak, and then you said blooming onion, and I was like, fuck it. I got to. I can't I legally can't not eat a blooming onion. There were times back when we went to college where like we thought we were gonna go to Outback and be good. No. And it didn't happen. Well, my favorite is the fact that we used to use those calorie counters because we would keep track of how much protein we had had, how much fats. And, you know, we'd figure out how to negotiate around being bad. There's no negotiating around eating the whole Blooming Onion, which we did on more than one occasion. (laughs) More than one occasion, Blake Tanner. And every time I'd look at my app and be like, I guess I'm drinking seven muscle milks right now. Like, shit. Uh, let's just pull it up. Oh, there it is. Uh, it's in my history. Of course it is. Guess how much, how many calories is in an entire Bloomin' Onion? Is it 2,000? Almost. 1950. That's right, because I remember I would always be like, well, I can have 1,500 calories if I eat half of this. Still got 500 calories left for the day. <laughs> There are somehow 17 grams of protein in an entire blue Onion. They just put, like, chicken giblets in there, and it's like, you can't notice it, it's okay. It's like a little sawdust in a Rice crispy. you can't notice it, it's okay. <laughs> uh, what was awesome with you, buddy? I mean, I, I got fucking lie, this Eagle Rare, like... <laughs> It's one of those magic whiskeys. Because there are whiskeys that I can smell and occasionally be like, oh, there's a little bit of caramel. Or, oh, there's some, like, apple. Uh, specifically the one that they shove apples into the barrel, Clyde fucking May. Um, but I love, a, I love the magic of a whiskey where each time you go in, that little bit of banana. Had a little bit of banana there. Strawberry off of that one. Lemon. Like it's just fucking it's that's the magic thing about whiskey. That shit wasn't involved. The mash bill didn't involve crushed up banana peel or anything. It's just suddenly through this ages old chemical composition of random bullshittery, fucking it made bananas in my nose. And it's so I love whiskey because well i tasting it's all right but smelling whiskey specifically because smelling goes through i think you're at the left side of your brain or your right whichever one's the more creative one it goes through that one first so it accesses memories like directly so whiskey is like a memory generator you smell it and you're into like oh that's that's like uh when i had that banana on that trip the other day or like Oh, that's like a barbecue. Like, it just, it activates so many things. And a really good whiskey can do that. And really bad whiskeys disappoint me. And Eagle Rare is so fucking good. Alright, I'm gonna have to get a bottle now. Well, us see if it's near me. Well, I know how much I spent on that statesman. And it was about as much as a bottle of Eagle Rare. So, I mean, you do owe me, buddy. <laughs> I guess I'll have to get to... We'll we'll see what happens after our trip to Disney. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's gonna make us spend all of our fucking money. I'm not even gonna lie. But it's- But I've already spent it! <laughs> <laughs> I, I am doing a lightsaber on my own! Wait, did they charge you up front for the lightsaber? They didn't. They won't charge me until I actually do it. Okay, so. I was very scared. I was like, they didn't charge me, Blake. Did you? What website did you go to? Did you get fucking scammed? No. It, it, they they keep my credit card as, like, a deposit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've done it multiple times before. Don't you worry, buddy. But until next week, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on the YouTube. And you can find me here, doing all these great BS podcasts, like a load of BS. You can find me on the Fight Boys. You can find me on Deviant Yes. Which is coming up on its season finale, isn't it? Yeah, it's actually right before I go to Wi-Fi Sci-Fi in Seattle, it's going to have its season fucking finale. My friend Tal, who does SideQuesting, it's a show I'm actually going to be on, SideQuesting as well, so check that out. Uh, They recently listened to the entire series up to this point, and they just messaged me like, Yeah! Good fucking shit! And I was like, Yes! Thank you! So check out Deviant and check out me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S E O T T Y E M O, and of course buy all my books, including BS versus the Gods, on Amazon and find all the other shows, including Deviant, online at a load of pure BS dot com, ladies and gentlemen. Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brassholes for our theme song, Rick Flair, off of their album Tom McGuire and the Brassholes. Also, check out their, uh, new album. They're, they're releasing like new stuff every week. It's called Battle. Weapons. Battle Weapons. (laughs) Battle Weapons. That's it. Uh, Tom McGuire and the Brassholes. They're such an interesting combination because it's a bunch of Scottish boys who are doing funk right. I mean, we, I know we have to go there for like whiskey but also to go visit tom i want to go visit scotland one day because you know once we get through southern mythology we're going to be doing scottish mythology we're going to be doing irish mythology we're just going to explore the entire world of whiskey at this point i'm down with it yeah Although Irish is a little bit hard to find in Alabama, so we will have to travel for that one. But I have been, I've also recently, another thing that's been awesome is Skillshare. We're not sponsored, but I watched a Skillshare video the other day about promoting podcasts. And they go, at the end of your show, give your listener just one thing to do. Don't tell them all this random bullshit about websites and all that. No, no, no. Give them one thing. And this week, I want everybody to go to Twitter. Instagram, wherever. Retweet the Southern Mythology trailer that is at the top of it. it is pinned to my Twitter account. Retweet it and let's get wrestling with whiskey. Let's get Aiden English on this fucking show. Let's make dreams come true. You can do it, ladies and gentlemen. And remember to follow Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS except no substitutes and we will see you next week!